welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is dustin mice from momentum group welcome dustin thank you for having me appreciate it Sure. Thank you very much, Dustin. And a little bit about Dustin. Dustin is one of the founders of Momentum Multifamily. He focuses on the strategic direction, acquisitions, and asset management of the company. After college, Dustin started his real estate career by flipping houses and purchasing renters with an eye to go bigger. He began his multifamily career in 2012 by investing passively in two deals and syndicated his first deal in 2014 and raised over 1.6 million for the purchase. He had syndicated 11 apartment deals worth over 125 millions and have raised over 30 millions in equity in 2019 he raised over 10000k for charity and was elected to his first non-profit board cancer care services he helped started a multi-family meetup that he co-hosts in las colinas called momentum so with that dustin would you like to add anything Yeah, I mean I I can add a few things but uh yeah other than you know multifamily and and all that uh enjoy running play soccer uh, like uh hanging out with my son and um I like being outdoors and hiking and all that we just got back from Colorado we were in Colorado last week Awesome how was that experience I was good. Yeah, I'm in Texas and so it's in August, it's hot and uh so it's nice to go to Colorado. We saw temperatures, you know, as low as in the 40s, so you know, between 40 and about 75 or so. Most of the temperatures and got got some good hiking in and did uh what did we do? Um did some ropes course, did uh some rafting, so got got a bunch of different things in. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you. So, what is share your thought process of getting into real estate and multifamily and what is the reason? Yeah, so I, you know, kind of going back, I was, you know, a little kid and I was uh I've always been pretty entrepreneurial when I was a little kid. I had a I was 8 years old, I had a candy business. Um I sold candy at my school and my bus driver called me the candy man and um they actually uh, had um threatened to kick me out of school if I didn't stop selling candy, but um I think it's just because I was cutting in on their profits. But um so yeah, I did that. You know, if there was a way to make money, I was doing it. I was buying, you know, I was buying and selling baseball cards, mowing lawns, you know, I threw a terrible carnival. So if there was a way to make money, I was doing it. In college, I had a e-commerce business and uh went to UT Austin and so I kind of had two two backpacks on. I'd have my engineering backpack and then I'd have my I sold Pokémon cards. I didn't know anything about them, but I knew I could make money, so I had my backpack full of poke Pokémon cards. And uh so did that and then after college I had rentals and and did some flips and really, you know, was really like the real estate just in general, but uh with single family for me, I thought it was a uh, scalability was difficult and so met some people. I uh, remember actually I met a guy that had 22 units in Lot in Oklahoma and uh went and had lunch with him and that was extremely I was hooked at that point. And then um Yeah, you know, went to some other meetups and started meeting people that owned 50, 100, few hundred, 
you know, a few thousand units. And I went and had lunch with a guy that, that owned 10,000 doors and, um, you know, kind of everybody was, you know, no one was, uh, everybody was very nice, uh, very open about their experience and, um, you know, just kind of meeting with people and getting to know them. For me, I was like, Hey, you know, no offense. I mean, they're great people and they're very smart and intelligent and hardworking, but if, if these people can do it, I can do this. And so, you know, that's kind of, once I met them and, you know, started to understand some of the dynamics, um, I was, you know, really got uh, very interested in, in being able to, you know, build up and scale a portfolio. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And you're an entrepreneur from eight years old. So what did you learn at that stage? Just uh, when I was eight or, or more, more recently talking to people. Yeah. That was like eight years. You know, I, so I bought low, sold high. <laughs> so my, I'd have my parents go to Sam's and so I would buy uh, large containers of candy. And so corner of my room had lots of candy. And so I would, you know, I knew what my cost was and, and so I, you know, actually I profited pretty well. So I was making for a little while, I was making about 50 bucks a week. So not too bad for being eight years old, but, but yeah, I think it just, uh, you know, showed, um, you know, hard work and discipline, you know, and, and a good plan, you know, would, would pay off. So, yeah, so true. And so what is your current investment philosophy, Dustin? Yeah. So with, with where the cap rates are and everything like that. So I'm a, you know, I'm in Texas, you know, got the shirt to prove it. <laughs> I, I know we're not doing uh video, but you know, so I'm really bullish on Texas. Uh, lots of people moving here. You know, I'm in DFW, uh, kind of our focus market right now is Houston for a few different reasons. But uh, so we, we like the Texas triangle. So DFW, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Houston and DFW have added more people in the past 10 years than any other metros. And that trend is supposed to continue over the next 10 years. And so we, we really like, you know, those metros along with Austin, San Antonio as well. Austin's just tough to really tough to buy in right now. There's a lot of just there's just a lot of money coming in there with with Tesla and big names popping up. But in general, you know, you can pour a lot of money into a property and all that, but you can't change the location. So we focus a lot on the location. We're we're looking at the location really hard before we even look at any of the numbers. You know, we're looking at household income. We're looking at you know what what are the home values nearby? Uh, what do the schools look like? You know, what's the crime look like? Can you actually find the property? So if it, is it is it hidden behind a neighborhood where you know it, it might be in a, a really a pretty nice desirable area but if you can't find it and and i know a lot of people find stuff you know through apartments.com and other places like that but the drive-by traffic's a lot accounts for quite a bit as well and so if, if people can't see that complex you know if we can't find the complex and we're trying to buy it you know how could a potential tenant you know find the complex so we just we look at things like that and then you know our uh right now we're looking more in at least where we are in Texas and all that, where cap rates are, um, we're looking more on the A and B side. We really like that first gen value add, kind of that that early two thousands. You know, where um, you know, a lot of the deals that we're looking at, you know, are built in the early two thousands, and you know, they they still have laminate countertops. You know, their lying fixtures and their plumbing fixtures are very plain. So you know, there's upside there, and uh, so we really like that. You you know, with, with that type of product, we don't have to deal with 
older plumbing and, and chillers and boilers and things like that. You know, we will look at those deals if it makes sense. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, at least within our market, a lot of the BC stuff has been picked over pretty well. And then also I didn't mention, you know, the cap rates are all on top of each other right now. So whether you buy an A, B or C product, at least right now in Texas, the cap rates are relatively all the same. And so, you know, what, so in that, you know, your cap rates are, you know, sort of somewhat of a function of your return on investment. So if your return on investment is relatively the same, whether you're buying A, B or C, uh, like I'm going to go buy newer all day long. So we're, you know, that's kind of, you know, the cause for that shift. And then kind of the last point I'll make is uh, as far as cap rates, if you're, you know, if you're looking at cap rates and all that, and you're, if you go back to CBRE and you look at their historical cap rate survey, you'll see that that A cap rates historically are are much more uh, stable and and don't move as much versus your your B moves, your A moves a little bit, B moves more, and then C moves even more than that. And so we like the A right now also for that particular reason. If cap rates do, you know, start to move or whatever, your your A cap rates, X cap rates are are going to move much less than your, your B and C. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And thanks for sharing more about, you know, cap rates and, uh, you know, why you're choosing A-class properties. Yeah, that's great information. And would you share any your breakthrough moment? You know, I've done, I've partnered up with people on deals and then I've done deals by myself. And, you know, I really, uh, at least for me, I really like partnering up with people. And I think there's a lot of power in team. I'm a big believer in, and I can do math, but uh, one, I believe in one plus one equals three, given, you know, that meaning is, is that, you know, you partner up with someone. It's not just, uh, you know, it's not just one plus one equals too, but your your team, it's much more powerful because of you have those team members and all that. And so it's, you know, one plus one equals three. And then just, you know, really the Dan Sullivan book of who not how. Yeah. Who not how. Thank you. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, just, you know, not, you know, you can, there's always a little bit of a leap of faith, you know, nothing is a hundred percent and all that, but I believe if, you know, if you got a good team behind you and, and, uh, and you have a lot of, you know, resources and folks uh, that have a lot of experience that you can reach out to um, that can make all the difference in the world. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Those are great points. And initial level, you mainly focus on raising capital, right? My focus and my business partner's focus, our number one focus is is going after deals, you know, and then once we get the deal, then yeah, then we got to focus on the capital too. So we kind of kind of do kind of do it all. We do have some folks that can kind of step in and, and help where needed, you know, capital and then otherwise. So, but we have a great team uh, around us. We have uh, in-house construction, you know, uh, which helps, you know, a tremendous amount. It, that's just one variable that we get to kind of take off the table. Which is nice, and then uh, we have a, a great third-party management company that we work with. Really, you know, uh, they're top-notch, super responsive, and uh, really fortunate to have found them. So, you know, so with with those team members and all that, that allows you know Hayden and I to really focus on going after deals and then raising capital. And we we do a lot of different events. We we had a Zoom event, networking event last night. You know, we we have an in-person event tomorrow. Uh, 
in North Dallas. So, and we've, we've done eight, tomorrow will be eight in-person events in nine weeks. We've been very active and uh, we've been doing, uh, they've been smaller events and we've tried to make them, uh, we cap them at 20 to 25 people. And um, so, yeah, and we don't blast it out to everybody. You have to go sign up on a list. So. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Dustin. And so would you share any learning experiences in the last 12 months? I don't know if there's been, you know, any per se in the last, you know, 12 months that really stick out. I mean, I think the biggest one over the past 12 months would be, you know, again, you know, looking at location, but then also I think, you know, given with COVID and all that, I really like that, that shift over to, to more of that AB space. Our kind of uh, C, you know, I'd call it C minus deal. We have one C minus deal. That's the deal that struggled the most through COVID. And then the stuff that was more of that C plus B and A, that uh, did did the best during COVID. And, um, but, you know, I, I think in general, you know, people uh, should probably look more at, at that, you know, where, what jobs do the, you know, does the tent base have, you know, it's not so much in DFW, but in, in some other markets, maybe Orlando or, or Vegas, for sure. You know, you really want to watch your tenant base. If, if every COVID there is a shutdown and all that again, I hope there's not, but if there is, then, you know, if your tenant base is mainly employed at hotels and casinos and things like that, then that could be difficult. But, um, and just another learning lesson, uh, because I invest passively in other people's deals, you know, making sure that the management company that's going to be managing the property, making sure they have a presence already in that market. Those, the deals where the management company steps into a new market, those are the deals I've seen that have struggled the most. Got it. So would you share any of your best multifamily real estate investing experience, active or passive? My best experience? I don't, you know, I wish I would have bought more, more sooner. <laughs> you know, one, you know, I mean, obviously it's been, if you bought anything more than a few years ago, you probably made a lot of money, just if nothing else, because of cap rate compression. But, you know, I really like, there's one deal that I've been a part of. It was actually the first deal I was passive in almost 10 years ago now. And we still own it. It's in North Dallas. It's in a really good location. We refinanced it a few times and pulled a lot of cash out and it just continues to, to cash flow. I mean, I think, I think our cash flow right now is between 15 and 20%. And we've pulled, you know, a multiple off of, off of the cash flow or off of the initial investment. So it's been, been pretty awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of really good experiences. We'll, we would do, we'll do um, it's, we haven't done any yet with, I don't know, COVID and all that, but um, we would do pool parties and pizza parties and, you know, different things like that. So we, we like to have, do some fun things for the residents it's uh i think it's a really good thing for the residents it feels good and uh yeah so it's something something we enjoy doing awesome so would you share any worst or challenging experience both active or passive side yeah challenging experiences would be um as i kind of hit on a little while ago bringing a, a management company into an area uh, where they didn't have a presence that that can be extremely challenging and then just kind of entering entering a new market in general you know the one of the more difficult deals did i did was my kind of my colleagues and peers i was the first one to do a deal 
deal in Oklahoma. And it was extremely challenging. We ended up having to change management companies. We brought a management company from Dallas to, to Oklahoma. And uh, it was just, you know, challenging all around the, I think the area was a little rougher than, than we anticipated. And so, yeah, it was tough. We ended up doing fairly well there. Um, and that wasn't because of cap rate compression, but we did well. A lot of it was on the expense side. So they had a cable contract that um, is 147 units. It's called Aspen Walk. And uh, they had a cable contract and they gave the residents free, not just basic cable, but extended cable. And that expense was uh, 42,000 bucks a year. And um, so we knew when that was going to expire and all that. And uh, so anyways, we, you know, we put that into the performa into our business plan. And so at year two and a half, we, you know, we ended the contract and, um, you know, it's good. We, you know, the value of of that contract going away. And that's just a simple paper change. I'm at $42,000 to buy by an eight cap is over half a million bucks. And so in our raise is 1.5. So just by that, you know, that uh, uh, contract going away, we created, you know, 30% return for investors. Got it. Thank you. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? You know, I'm really, you know, our, our focus is that, you know, the kind of that early 2000 space and, and uh, really like that space, really excited about, about that. You know, it's, uh, we are adding value. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the deals that we're, you know, we underwrite and we offer on, I mean, we're, we're putting in over 5,000 bucks a door. So we're putting in, you know, some good dollars and uh, really, you know, transforming the place. So pretty excited about that. I really enjoy meeting with investors and, you know, kind of hearing about their goals and what they want to do and accomplish and all that. And, you know, I, I hope to hope to be able to, you know, we've, I've helped some folks along the way throughout my career and, and hoping to, to do even more of that. For me, that's fun. And uh, it's cool to kind of go back. And I remember talking to a friend of mine that you know, I've known for, I guess, about eight years now, and he's invested with me probably three, I think three times. And um, so anyways, but he's passive income is matched his um, his W-2 job and and he likes his W-2 job and all that. And it's gone well, but um, you know, if, if something didn't happen to that, he'd be okay because he's got this other income source coming in. So yeah, I just like, like talking to people and trying to add value. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. So any one advice that have impact on you personally? Any advice you said? Yep. I think the kind of the, you know, the path to success, you know, whatever that looks like for you is I think that, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang around. So I'm, you know, I'm very careful about, you know, who, who I hang out with. And then, you know, I'm a big believer in if it's something you're really wanting to do and, and all that, you know, I go hire a, a coach or, um, or partner up with people that are doing what I want to do. And, um, so that's kind of been my path to success, whether that's with apartments or whether that's single family or whether, you know, I have a running coach now, um, I've had a swimming coach in the past and they could do what I want to do. Um, and then you start hanging around, like I'm uh, pretty big into running. And so I've run coach and then I go hanging around people that are, you know, what, you know, doing what I want to do, or, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they're, they're faster and better than I am. So I can learn. Cool. So any of your personal habits that are helping to be successful? 
Yeah, I think the the biggest one is is probably just exercise in general. I think it leads there's a lot of positive benefits not only from a physical standpoint but also a mental standpoint and um and then you know energy and 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 all that. So I I'm a huge huge proponent of of exercise and um so yeah, I would say that and I mean while I'm exercising or running, I'm I'm listening to audiobooks. So it's it's kind of a it's a two for one. So uh, I being kind of engineering background, all I like I like efficiency. And so that that works out pretty well for me. Yeah, net time. And would you share any one personal learning that has played a part in creating massive impact and powerful shifts in your own life? I mean, again, I would just kind of go back to, you know, running, but I would say that, you know, something that's really shaped my life is this sounds kind of maybe corny, but just like being nice to people. I meet a lot of people per day and, uh, you know, phone call or lunches or coffee or whatever. And um, I think just being nice to people. I mean, I've had people on my list for almost 10 years that have just now invested with me. And it just, you know, when I first met them 10 years ago, it wasn't, you know, the right time and all that. But the reason why they invested with me now is because one, I've stayed in touch with them and and two I was nice to them and so I, I think just really taking a long view on things it would would help thing would help you uh just in general you know whether that's you know take a long view with your potential partners take a long view with your investments take a long view you know with how you treat people so I, I think just taking that or for me as a syndicator you know if I take the longer view of you know hey I could be we could be in this deal for five you know five seven years maybe up to ten you know what does that look like and you know do I do I feel good about being in this investment for that long so we we just try to try to go at it with a more of a you know relationship long term we're not transaction um, based at all so transaction in my mind i think is a short term so we're, we're more relationship based hope that hope that helps <laughs> yes yes that is transformational relationships yeah that's a great point any one book that impacted your life and what way we got a lot of good questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a bunch of them. Let me look on my phone real quick. I would say, so I actually haven't read Who Not How, but that just that concept just rings very loud with me. I would say, you know, that I really, one book I like a lot is The Obstacle is the Way uh, by Ryan Holiday. There's one book that really kind of changed my viewpoint on, I like the magic of thinking big too. But um, one book that really kind of set me on the path of like passive income and all that is um, it's called uh, Your Money or Your Life. I can't remember who wrote it. I don't agree with a lot of the concepts that they have, but it just kind of it for some reason it made a, a lot of people it's the rich dad poor dad book. But for me, it was was that book and, um, you know, kind of. I guess what, what set me on that path was, you know, just really trying to evaluate, you know, just, I don't know, having, you know, just being, you know, having that freedom of, of time and, and uh, not necessarily having to worry about, you know, the, the money coming in and all that. So it's been, been a long time since I've read that, but um, for me, that was, you know, really started me towards that, that passive income route. So I actually didn't start in real estate. I tried a few other ventures 
Um, even, you know, besides the candy business and all that, I'd done uh, blogging and Forex trading and some other stuff and then got into, got into real estate and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Good. And how are you giving back to community, Dustin? I, for, you know, a few ways. One is, uh, you know, we, like I mentioned earlier, we do pool parties and pizza parties and things like that. Uh, Easter egg hunts and, and uh, do fun stuff around the holidays for residents. But uh, I'm also on the board of cancer care services. And uh, so we, what we do is um, if people are affected by cancer uh, within Tarrant County, which is where Fort Worth is, that, you know, we, we offer a lot of resources. Courses, uh, not only financially, but, you know, counseling and, and some other things to help kind of navigate through that time. And then um, we've also, I've started to reach out to different apartment investors and uh, know, know a lot of apartment investors. And um, so we've started reaching out to some people that own apartments in, in Tarrant County. And so um, we're making, you know, some good relationships there. And uh, so we've been able to, you know, uh, we're, you know, if, if people are affected by cancer in these apartment communities, then we're, you know, kind of, we're reaching out to them to, you know, make the services available because not, not everybody knows about the services they have available. And uh, so really just, you know, trying to, trying to help as much as we can. Yeah. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? Yeah, probably the, the best way uh, is on, so my email or our uh, website is just MomentumMultifamily.com. Uh, my email is just Dustin at uh, MomentumMultifamily.com. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, I think is uh, more difficult just the friend limit, but uh, my uh, just Dustin, uh, middle initial W, last name is Miles, M-I-L-E-S. Awesome. Thank you, Dustin. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for adding value to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah, thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.